welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. All right, guys, welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have my first guest that I get to interview and her name is Cindy Samatinger. She has been working with me, gosh, I feel like uh, she'll elaborate, but I, I guess it's been about 18 months, a year and a half that we've been working together. She um, was the first employee that we brought on to the Successful Nurse Coach, which can say a lot about our trust and our belief in her ability as a strong, strong nurse coach. She has blown me away consistently and continues to blow me away. And we're currently working together in our year two master's mentorship. So uh, we have multiple different types of relationships. We have the, the coach-coachy relationship. We have the um, co-worker relationship. And I think the most important relationship of all is just the uh, deep, deep commitment and passion for being the best coaches that we can be. Um, Cindy's very similar to me in that way where at the heart of everything she does, she is always trying to find a way to be better, to make a bigger impact in her client's life, to reach further into her own discomfort from to serve others. And so it's with my great, great pleasure that I get to introduce Cindy. And Cindy, can you start just by telling uh, our audience a little bit about you? Yeah. Thank you for that introduction, Laura. Wow. Um, <clears throat> It's really interesting to hear you say those things out loud. <laughs> um, I have been in private practice for about 18 months. I actually started in private practice while I was in the collective. I was just completely all in. I knew it was exactly what I had been looking for my entire life. And I just decided I was going to go for it. Um, I reached out to Laura. She was doing some group coaching. I reached out and I was like, hey, can you please show me how to do this? And I jumped in both feet first. And it was the next month, I believe, I signed my first client. So it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. I started my nursing career in the ICU. And that was the place that I really recognized that we had a problem. Nursing was not what I thought it was going to be. When I thought it was going to be helping people, I was really just putting band-aids on things. And we would see the same type of patient come back in time after time. And I knew that there was something at the core that was creating this problem that really bothered me. And I wanted to find a way to fix that. I ended up leaving the ICU. I went into labor and delivery postpartum. And I spent some time there before I transitioned into education. And I went into education with the intention of not becoming an educator of nurses, but actually I wanted to educate my patients. <laughs> I wanted to educate them on how to create a lifestyle that was fulfilling and healthy. And it was not, that was not what I found when I got into that role. It was, that was nearly impossible. It was kind of like trying to create something that just didn't exist. So when I found the Nurse Coach Collective, that was a huge, this is what I've been looking for my entire career. So that's how I got here. Oh my gosh. So many similarities. Um, 
thinking you were doing one thing, like signing, you know, becoming a nurse and then taking different roles, hoping that there was a way to fulfill that deep need to serve and then getting into those roles and finding that they don't, there's no capacity for that. There's no time. There's no uh, attention. There's no nothing for um, how to actually help our patients be healthy. And I agree. Once you find the collective, you you realize, or really that the nurse coaching world is, oh, this is what I thought I was going to do when I went to nursing school is I was yeah. going to help people. I thought we were going to actually um, help people. What does your typical work week look like? Yeah. yeah. What does your typical work week look like now? So now I coach anywhere. Every week varies just a little bit, but I coach anywhere between five to 15 hours based on the week. Um, but a lot of the other things I do, I consider part of my work. So um, doing yoga, going to the gym, a lot of self-care, really important. I'm a self-improvement junkie. So reading, um, being in prayer, meditation, I consider that stuff a part of my work because if I'm not my best self, then I can't show up for my clients in the best way. Um, the other hours that I spend on work are really just admin, admin time, planning, creating, connecting with potential clients, um, being present on social media. And so I would say I probably work on average around 20 to 30 hours a week with all of that. That's awesome. How much, how many hours did you work as a ICU nurse? Um, <laughs> anywhere between 36 to, uh, who knows, right? Like 50. Everyone listening, I want you to take what Cindy just said and really receive it and let it land. Cindy views yoga, meditation, reading, working out, and self-care as part of her business. So those things actually are integrated into her business to make her successful. I don't know of any other career or um, entrepreneurial journey that can you can say that about. And what that mm -hmm. does is basically it keeps Cindy plugged in and being filled up for her clients. So when she goes to yoga, it's for her clients. It's for herself, but it's also for her clients. And I think that's so powerful. I need to take a a, a page from your playbook in that area and, and remind myself. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And I know that that's been a real, um, that's been on the front, the front, the forefront of your um what you've been focusing on just recently as well. Yes, I made a huge shift. Tell me about that shift. Yeah, that I was, I always put everyone else ahead of myself, everything else ahead of myself. Um, I, I mean, I remember when I was working as a nurse educator and I was homeschooling and we have a, a homestead and I was doing all of those things ahead of taking care of me. So I recently have backed away from homeschooling um, and I started putting myself first and I've actually been able to show up in all the other ways way more effectively <laughs> and with much more peace and ease of mind yeah. than, than ever before. Amazing. So you basically became better at everything by putting yourself first. Interesting concept, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. So we at the Successful Nurse Coaches, we we don't want to make income be the only metric of success. So you've, you've just heard Cindy describe another metric of success that maybe is harder to, uh, to um, put a number to. But I also know that nurse coaches, they constantly have the idea, do you actually make money? Is this real? Because this all sounds great, but if you're not paying your bills, if there's not a regular steady stream of income going into your business bank account, then this, what you just described, can't continue. So I'd love to hear about how much approximately you're currently making and what do you project for this year? This is year two in business, guys. Yeah, so far this year, I've already made uh, close to 40K, pretty close to 40K. So, and I'm definitely expecting to make a six-figure year this year, which just blows my mind. But yeah. Ah, it's so cool. It's so cool. I love that. I love that that this is a, a career that, albeit you have to be committed, you have to do scary things. It's not all roses and sunshine and butterflies and unicorns, but there is the opportunity that at the 18-month mark, you could be looking at a six-figure income and working 20 to 30 hours a week with prioritization of yourself. And I think that's literally the dream. Like people who are going to be listening to this, Cindy, are going to be thinking in their their minds, that's not, that can't happen. That that might have worked for Cindy, but that can't happen for me. Um, what do you want to say about that? Because I know that you've had those similar thoughts, but just kept trucking along anyway. Oh my goodness. That was definitely the way I was thinking for sure. Oh, Laura can do it, but yeah, probably not Cindy. It's showing up even when you don't feel like it. It's showing up even when it scares you. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's about courage. I do scary things all the time. And sometimes I fall flat on my face when I do that. And other times it works out wonderfully, but I just keep going and trying. I just think that's the thing is that we just can't give up. You only fail if you quit, right? the absolute truth. And it's like, so what you just basically said, I'll reiterate, is that what's required to do what you did, what was required to do what I did was the commitment to not giving up, which is huge because the amount of nurse coaches that will give up in their first one to three years is really high um, because it's not easy. And a lot of times the universe or God will give you another dream job. There'll, There'll be all these shiny objects and opportunities to get distracted. So it takes fortitude. It takes courage. It takes perseverance. And then it takes courage, which is doing scary things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, even at the stage I'm at now, you know, we're about to have our, our nurse coach conference and I'm speaking at it. And that makes me have butterflies because it's new. You know, it's a, it's mm-hmm. something new. I haven't done that before. And so I don't think that the cur- the, the need for courage ends. You just become more confident in your ability to figure things out, to be new, to be a beginner. Um, that's the, I think, what I think we cultivate in our first years as a nurse coach. Um, what has surprised you most about this journey? If you think about baby nurse coach Cindy just signing up for a certification and, and where you're at now, what surprises you the most? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Probably just how quickly it transpired. It still blows my mind. Um, I, I made the decision that I was all in. And maybe that's why, 
because I wasn't going to sit there, sit around and second guess and put one foot in and one foot out. I was all in, but just that I'm, I mean, goodness, the other day I was getting ready for the day, preparing for my clients. And I was, I had done yoga and I was getting ready for the day. And somewhere smack dab in the middle of all that, I stepped back and realized that I was actually living the ideal day that I had written out in, I think, one of our coaching sessions. If you could have your ideal day, what would that look like? Mm. And I was in the middle of it. So the fact that it's actually become a reality, it's really amazing. I love that. I love that you you caught a glimpse too, that you had Mm. the the nudge to zoom out and observe and appreciate as it was happening. Um, Cause I think that as an entrepreneur, we can reach those milestones. We can, we can find these places that we're in and we're all, our brains already on to the next thing. Yeah, this is great. I'm so glad I made 10 K this month, but now I want to make 30 or uh, yeah, that retreat was great, but I want to make, I want to do a retreat that's three times as big. Like there's so often, our brain gets so ahead of ourselves and we don't take that time to sit and look at our lives and be like, holy shit, I created this. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this down in a coaching session a year ago and now I'm dressed in my yoga gear, looking at my day and freaking in love with it. And I created that. Like you created that. That lights me up. That feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you most proud of? I mean, it's kind of all tied together, but um, is there mm-hmm. some moments that you can reflect back on where you're really proud? Well, honestly, when I think about what I'm most proud of, what comes to mind for me is my clients. Um, they're showing up yeah. vulnerable and their willingness to trust me. Um, I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud that they feel like they can come to me and really share the deepest parts of themselves. Um, the transformations, the aha moments, and those connections that they make between maybe a past trauma and their current way of looking at the world, their current view of reality, and the healing that occurs in that container. That's I'm so proud of that. I love that so much. I mean, I agree. I agree that that um, my proudest moments, I'll catch myself because, you know, my husband's just been a front row seat to my coaching journey and I'll get a text from a client. And I'm sure I've gotten texts like that from you too, Cindy. And I'll be like, oh my God, babe, look at this text. You know, Cindy just did XYZ or so-and-so just did XYZ. And um, those are like my braggadocious, like where I'm just like pinching myself. I'm like, I get to get these texts. Yeah, like I created the the conditions for this other human. I didn't do it for them. Okay, our clients do all the hard work, but I was brave enough to create the container and the conditions for the miracle to occur. It's really wow, uh, totally epic. <laughs> yes, it's a good word, right? It's a uh, it's it, and I know for you, you know, Cindy, I know that you have your faith is a big part of your work, and um, I feel like my spirituality is a really big part of my work and. It's inside the container, inside those moments of insight with our clients that it this doesn't feel like a job. Yes, I make money. Yes, I love it. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. It feels like a spiritual calling. Uh, it feels like what I was put here to do. It's why I had so many tears and so many difficult times in my life and so much freaking struggle and so much pain. All of it is for this because 
it's the ability to have the capacity to serve our clients. And I know with your background, um, all your struggles, it's what's given you the capacity. Do you have any um, words about not being perfect before you start? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I am still not perfect. Do we ever? Do we ever arrive? I don't think we do. (laughs) It's always a process. But that's, there's always work to be done. And there's always going to be something else that comes along that you are faced with, that you need to grow in or a healing that needs to happen. And we can't have it all together and experience or wait until we think we have it all together before we start. We start where we are. We hold the space that we're able to hold and we continue to do the work and grow. And we can get, as we get deeper into our own healing, we can take our clients deeper, but it's okay to be where you are. Yeah. And to start. Yeah. You, um, I mean, I'm going to ask this point blank because this, this is true for me. I heal through coaching my clients. I -hmm. heal through being coached, but I heal more through coaching my clients. Absolutely. Because they're a mirror. So they show you what you need to work on. Yes. <laughs> I get that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's stronger than others. Sometimes more than others. What you need at the time that you might not even be aware of um, will show up in your client and then you have to face it. Now, the question is if you're willing to, because that's where you continue to expand yourself and your own growth and expand your business, essentially. Yeah, I <clears throat> I am not surprised when I'm currently working on something in my life and then a client shows up on an, a call that week with the exact thing and then I get to coach them from a place of unconditional love, totally resourced, pure clarity. And then my coaching words are literally, as they're coming out of my mouth, I feel like they're coming out of my mouth for me as well as my client. I always feel like those are God moments. <laughs> so in your your experience, and I know you, you have to, uh, several different types of clients, currently right now, who are, who are you primarily helping and who do you love helping? Mm. Oh, I, I do coach nurse coaches. Um, I help them with business mindset. This has become one of my most favorite things to work on um, because I know for myself going into business, a lot of it was doing the thought work and having the right mindset around um, my own self-concept and earning money, earning an income, asking people for money. Um, There's just so many, so much that's wrapped up in starting a business and you start to face all of your own wounding. And so being there for those moments as clients are beginning to start those businesses are, um, it's something that's really become um, near and dear to my heart. Um, I also coach a lot of people through transitions and it's something that I really love to do because they're almost at a fork in the road and it's a decision that they need to make. Um, They're entering maybe into an awakening of sorts, and they want to create something new in their life. They're not okay with the way things have been, um, and they want to make a change. So sometimes that could be a a career change. It could be starting a business. Um, I've helped many other types of clients start businesses. Um, 
it could just be taking that major leap of faith or just becoming that becoming moment of stepping into who they were really created to be in this world. Um, so that transition period mm-hmm. is a lot of fun for me. I love hearing about <clears throat> you coaching people through transitions and honestly starting a business is a transition. So there really is that overarching theme. Mm-hmm. And um, I just was given the the statistic that 50% of our lives are spent in transition. And how often do we hear people say, as soon as I get settled, as soon as my I have my debt paid off, as soon as I uh, finish school, as soon as I finish my cert, as soon as, as soon as I'm done with my divorce, as soon as I'm done having kids, like we have all these, these, our brain says, no, we can't do that because we're in transition. And if that's true, if we can't create during transition, then for, we're, we're hobbled for 50% of our life. We're waiting mm. 50% of our life. And that was really powerful for me because I think it really drives home the concept that through many transitions, we are capable of so much more than our brain allows us to think that we are. Oh, I love that, Laura. That's amazing. Yes. And it's never a good time. (laughs) There's never a good time to be in a transition or to accept the call. There's always going to be something happening that can provide you with an excuse or reason not to do it. So that's why I go back to being proud of my clients because they're willing in the mess of it all to, to heed the call. I think that's amazing. It takes so much courage to do that. Yeah. It takes courage to hire a coach. It takes courage to spend money. It takes courage to show up every week, even when you don't want to, even when your coach is annoying you, even when you think that you've got it all figured out that particular week. It ta- it's so courageous to invest in yourself and to commit to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, that says a lot for the type of people who hire us. You know, that so many nurse coaches say, I just can't find, nobody has money for coaching. I can't, I just can't find clients. And I'm like, then you're not talking about it in the right way. You're not inspiring people in the right way. Because mm-hmm. if people really understood what it was, if you could convey it, it's actually very easy to sell, in my opinion. And I know this comes with, um, it comes with experience, right? I'm not downplaying the difficulties of your first year, um, but what the way that you talk about coaching, Cindy, is as somebody who has jumped over and over again for yourself. Yes. And to help people come alongside them in the journey and help them do the same thing. Like you can do it too. Look, <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. It hurts, but dang it. So worth it. Let's go. Yeah. You guys, if, if Laura can do it, if Cindy can do it, you guys can do it. There is, we do not have anything magical about us. Um, there's just a couple similarities, right? The, the willingness to, to go all in, which is the, the ability to tolerate risk. A lot of people can't tolerate risk. It's been driven into our brains to play it safe, to be conservative, to be, to, to be a realist. And we're asking you to take a risk, to step into dream, your dream, Mm -hmm. uh, to step into the unknown, to be courageous, to be willing to fail. And then be willing to stand at the top of a mountain that you could never freaking imagine that you would have gotten to the top of because you were a very small percentage of the population who began to climb. Mm. Um, oh, I'm, I'm like on a soapbox right now. You got me all, oh. all riled up, Cindy. <laughs> I just had this vision of us standing on the top of this mountain, just screaming, arms open wide, like, oh, yes. So good. We're here. 
We did it. Yeah. Reaching down oh, and, then, and, and then grabbing then, other subs. Once yeah. you get to the top of the yeah, once you get to the top of the mountain, then you're like, oh wow, there's so many peaks ahead of me. Uh-huh. Yes. There's so <laughs> many more peaks ahead of me. Like I right. I get to go climb again if I want, if I want to. Um on that note, because I've coached you long enough, we've had months that were really tough. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not like every week you showed up and you're like, I'm killing it and, and I'm so happy and I'm going to yoga and I love my life. So we know that part of this this journey is the roller coaster. We talk about that a lot. So tell our audience, like, what have you struggled with and maybe what are you currently struggling with? Oh my goodness. I struggled with balance for probably the entire first year of coaching, holding it all together. Um, I was working part-time, coaching part-time, homeschooling, um, having this homestead and being a wife, a mother to three really busy boys. Um, So balancing all of that was super hard. It would be easy for me to make all of that an excuse. And there were definitely times when I just felt like, I wanted to curl in a ball and just give it all up because mm-hmm. it was hard. It was really hard. Um, there were tears. Yeah. I, I mean, I showed up to our coaching calls many times, just couldn't even, it wasn't even about business. It was about life and about everything that was happening in life. And yeah. So, you know, right now it's still, um, life is busy and there's a lot going on. I'm a wife, I'm a mom. Um, trying to find that balance between all of the self-care that I find so important and putting time into my business. Um, all of that comes out of, you know, you, you, you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. And so just finding that and also um, cultivating relationships. I think that's a, that's been a running theme for me as well. Um, and it continues to be, but yeah, I think, Nurturing relationships is something that I definitely need to continue to put work and effort into. But those are all things that are difficult when you are in a business. And I spend so much time holding space for other people. At the end of the day, I'm tapped out, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm ready to yeah. not talk to anybody. So yeah, it's right. it's an interesting balance. That's a really beautiful topic about our our particular business is that when our business is to have deep, vulnerable um, conversations, 15 to 20 hours a week, or I think not even that many, how many, however many hours we coach per week that require our 100% presence, that when we do get off of our coaching calls, we require solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is the balance that you're describing is is nurturing friendships or nurturing our marriage or nurturing the relationships with our children is that can start to feel overwhelming if we're nurturing relationships with clients. Um, so I believe that that's a, a beautiful topic about finding balance in. And one of the ways that I've really approached this with my coach is that I do not say yes to anything I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Like I there are birthday parties I'm invited to. I don't go out of obligation ever. If my capacity does not allow me to go, then I send my best wishes and I turn it down. When people ask me to go out to coffee, 
and I don't have the energy, I don't say, oh, I can't and make up a lame excuse and say, can we rain check when I have no intention on rain checking? Mm-hmm. Like anybody that, that I have rela- a relationship with is very, very specific and I manage my energy. I say no to so many things. And that, that was a huge shift for me as a people pleaser. Is, of course I'll come. Of course I'll have coffee. Of course I'll talk to you about your life. Of course I'll watch your kids. I'll wash your car. I'll do whatever you ask me to do if you <laughs> like me. Um, and then in this role, it's like if I do, if I'm that person, I'm going to suffer in my business and I'm going to suck as a coach because I'm going to come completely depleted. Um, have you found yourself saying no more often? I'm working on that, Laura. You're an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on that. Yeah, it's. I I um can't say that I'm great at it, but I know it's an area that I can continue to work on and improve. But I did that this weekend. I was sick, so there was a birthday party, and I I took the time to. I just stayed in bed the entire weekend, and I did not feel guilty about it. Whereas normally yeah. in the past I would have. So I'm working on Good. it. Yeah. Oh, good sign. Good sign. Yes. Um, I I lovingly call, uh, I always tell my clients, I'm like, if you need to have a pretend flu day just to be alone all day in your bedroom, then pretend you have the flu, call it paid time off, and you do you, boo. Like, mm-hmm. it is my most precious, precious thing that I allow myself to have without guilt. And that took years to do that without guilt. Um, so for those of you who are starting this journey, you get to get a peek into um, the possible imbalance that you'll start to find and some options on how to change your perspective and mindset around that. Mm -hmm. Because as Cindy said, when we say yes to things, we are inherently saying no to others. Um, and we, we get to get really clear on what we say yes and no to. So to, to finish out this interview, Cindy, if you could speak right into the heart of a brand new nurse coach, maybe they're still in cert, maybe they're just about to graduate, maybe they graduated six months ago and they they just haven't started yet. What are your words of wisdom for them? I think the number one thing I would say is that, first of all, hire a coach. (laughs) That is the key to my success. I (laughs) I could not have done any of this without you, Laura. I could not have. Um, If I would have tried on my own, I would be floundering like a fish out of water. I'd just be flopping around. I would not be where I am right now. So hire a coach. And the second thing is, um, if it scares you, do it. And do it messy. It does not have to be perfect. Take perfection off the table. Um, it's That's something that I still struggle with as well. But I found that if I just do it, then I find the courage. I find the confidence. Um, be honest with your excuses. And if your desire is really strong. If what you want to create, that desire that you want to create, then keep pressing into that. Be relentless with it. Because if it's something you desire, it's not going to just happen. It's not ever going to just fall into place. You have to create it. And then the last thing I would want to say is to stop waiting for someone else to give you permission to live that dream. Yeah. Shelby lovingly says, your dreams are not a conference call. They're between you and God. Mm. Yeah. So when we're seeking for our husbands to give us permission or our friends to give us permission or even our coach to give us permission, you know, we aren't in that conference call. That dream, that call is between you and whatever you believe in. 
Mm-hmm. And it can only be your desire that creates that action. That's so powerful. There's a nurse coach is listening to this right now. I can actually, I'm getting goosebumps thinking of you. You're maybe in your car on your way to work. Maybe you're walking in your neighborhood. I don't know when you listen to this, but I know that you're out there listening to this. Um, this could be your invite, right? Hearing Cindy's voice, hearing what she just said, this could be your nudge. This could be your creator, your belief, your higher power um, trying to get through to you in this moment. I know that's how it works for me through through podcasts and books is I just get divine truth through, mm-hmm. through what I consume. Um, Cindy, how can people find you if they want to find out more about you or reach out to you possibly for support? Um, they can... Find me on Facebook, Cindy L. Samatanger. I'm pretty active on there. Um, you can also email me at cindy at arrowsonpurpose.com. Um, my website is arrowsonpurpose.com. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from any of you. And also, if you enroll in any of our programs, you get Cindy. You get to see Cindy. She will be there. She will, you'll have an opportunity to be coached by her. She's one of our lead preceptors and now one of our lead mentors. Um, So she will be taking her own mentorship group for the first three months in June. We uh, feel very, very lucky to be able to call her part of our team. We know that um, she's a, a, a great leader for you when you start this thing. So you have um, lots of opportunities to to be with her, to connect with her. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Cindy, for taking an yeah. hour out of your time this morning. And Thank you, Laura. And coming and chatting. Yeah, thank you. It's been fun. All right. Team, come to our Facebook group. Come hang out with us, The Successful Nurse Coach. It's free. We do free fun things there. Cindy is there too. Um, and I hope that you guys have a beautiful, beautiful week. 